Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry. And I'm Adrian. Welcome to the second installment of this two-part conversation with the Minister of the Economy, Franz Fayot. What an insight for discussion that you had in the first part, especially when you discussed the concept of building the economy forward, acknowledging that the past growth models are no longer viable. What bits and pieces can you give away? In the second part, we discuss the recent investments in the supercomputer and data centers, but also the support to the growing space and startup ecosystems. Luxembourg has taken a bet on these investments and the minister explains why these investments are important, not only to the local, but also the wider European economy. On the sustainability front, Luxembourg is known for being one of the most energy-hungry countries in the world. This on a per capita basis. Here, the minister discusses the benefits of having a free public transportation network that would aim to reduce carbon emissions over time. He also talks about other major public infrastructure projects, such as trams and so forth, that will greatly contribute to making the Grand Duchy a more sustainable place. And now, without further ado, please enjoy part two of our conversation with Franz Fayot, Minister of the Economy in Luxembourg. Luxembourg has invested a considerable amount of energy and money in promoting the space industry as a new pillar of the local economy. And Mark Serres has appeared twice on our show. And from a recent report in the FT, it shows that the Grand Duchy is betting also on cybersecurity by investing in infrastructures such as supercomputers and, and data centers such as uh, Meluxina. How do you see Luxembourg turning this bet into a commercial success? Yeah, I, th- I think the two um, the two examples you just gave are, I think, excellent because they, they really show uh, the way we go about things on, on space, it, it, it has really been a uh, it, it's a quite a young sector. So we started this effort like five six years ago with the Space Resources LU uh, initiative. We have first adopted the law uh, making this activity possible. We have then created um, uh, an ecosystem uh, to uh, support uh, startups in this uh, field who have been attracted and by this law, which gained a lot of attention. We, of course, also have this satel- the first satellite operator, uh, as yes, here in Luxembourg, um, which gives, gave us a lot of credi- credibility with, with this initiative. And since then, it has been about building a network, also an international network. We are part of the Artemis Accords uh, with the US, uh, one of the first uh, members of that club. We are building a new um, research infrastructure, ESRIC, together with, with ESA. Uh, we are uh, launching investment funds to invest in, in, uh, in new space uh, companies. And, all, and, and of course, also, uh, and there again, uh, skilling people is key. We have an initiative with the uh, University of Luxembourg to have an interdisciplinary master degree uh, in space. And all these initiatives combined already show their results. We see that we have a lot of companies that are active in in the space sector that are attracted to Luxembourg, that are establishing a presence here. Uh, the sector is already accounting for more or less five to six percent of uh, of GDP. Uh, so, so we 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 do see that there is um, there is a considerable success. Of course, space is also dual use. So I think a lot of the things that we just develop for the space sector can also be used in the, uh, um, I would say, in the in the Earth uh, economy. Not only the economy, but also in again in the in the development cooperation sector in humanitarian aid. 
And I think all it's it's about bringing all these uh, things together, create new opportunities uh, for businesses, and to uh, to create a new ecosystem. For cybersecurity, it's a it's a very similar uh, point. Cybersecurity is one of the key uh, building blocks of a of a digital economy. If you want to have a uh, uh, a resilient um, digital economy, resilient data economy, you need to have a strong cybersecurity backbone. You need to have a team. And we have that in Luxembourg with cybersecurity made in LU. We have a team that is dedicated and at the service of, of, um, of, of businesses, but also administrations to make sure that we have the necessary cybersecurity tools uh, in place. That's also something that is quite unique to us and it's part of our, of our digital economy uh, strategy. And with the recent launch of, of Meluxina, obviously we are still at early stages, but do you see that economy or that part of the economy continuing to grow with more players coming to the market in, in Luxembourg? Yes, of course. Meluxina is, is the second uh, supercomputer going live uh, in Europe after that of Slovenia. Uh, we also have the uh, Euro HPC uh, here in Luxembourg, which is coordinating this network of supercomputers. And, and we really see um, that there are many exciting opportunities related to this supercomputer. Yet again, another uh, part of our uh, digital infrastructure, it's the possibility in particular to, uh, to businesses and in particular also to small and medium uh, businesses to use this calculating power to try new things. If you want to develop a data economy, you need data on the one hand, you need a lot of data, um, and, and we're also working on, on, on that aspect of things, but you also need a calculating power. And that's what the supercomputer provides. It provides a possibility for uh, industrial companies, but also for players in health, in mobility, in, uh, in, in space, to use this supercomputer to um, to run um, new algorithms to advance uh, towards uh, industry 4.0 uh, to do to innovate and uh, to get to get more productive and that's that's why the high performance computer is such an such an important um, uh, aspect of of what we are uh, developing here in Luxembourg uh, in the in the digital economy and do, do you see existing companies outside of those um, economies, so space, cybersecurity, do you see local companies benefiting in the medium term from, from all these investments as well then? Yes, of course. And I think we, we of course, supercomputer is not something that you just plug in uh, and you, you start using it like you would with a, with, with a Mac or with a, with, a, with a PC. It is something that requires training. It's something that requires a certain uh, coaching or, or framing to, to be able to be used. And, and that's what we are also providing uh, together with the supercomputer. Lux Provide, which is the company managing the, uh, the supercomputer, also has in place uh, a whole program about regarding training and 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 explaining what this the functionalities of this supercomputer um, and that's uh, in combination with uh, lux lux innovation what we now have to explain to uh, our um, industrial companies but also to uh, you know players from the financial sector small and medium businesses in in all areas of the economy uh, as to how to use this and how to to make it work for them, because that's the, that's that's the unique feature of our supercomputer uh, is to be there at the service of the of also of the local economy, but also of the European economy at at, at large, and, and that is something that sets our computer apart 
from others who are more dedicated to, uh, to academia. We briefly spoke about uh, the pandemic earlier and, and the challenges, but it, it also has a lot of uh, success stories. And, and one of the success stories was with a company called B Medical Systems. And why I bring that up is because we have this uh, slogan in, in Luxembourg, uh, made in Luxembourg. Um, how do you think people outside of Luxembourg uh, see this slogan and uh, and what benefit does it have? Because uh, we know company, uh, we know countries like the UK, made in Britain, and especially Germany, made in Germany, are very powerful uh, slogans. Do you think companies in Luxembourg can benefit from having a strong made in Luxembourg uh, slogan and help them to succeed if they are selling or making products uh, in other countries? Yes, I definitely think so, and I'm I'm uh, I'm sure and I'm convinced that there are many hidden champions who produce. Um, things that are that are quite uh, where they are market leaders for instance we have one company that is not lo- known to the public at large which is called Rotarex uh, who are producing valves for all kinds of things going from your soda stream uh, machine through the very sophisticated uh, uh, health uh, valves and and even valves used in the production of semiconductors they are market leader in their field we have a company that I visited yesterday, Ceratisit, uh, which is produce, producing tools uh, out of very hard metal tungsten uh, to be used in, in all variety of, of, of industries. Uh, these are market leaders in their field. And I think the fact that they produce in Luxembourg, made in Luxembourg, uh, is, is um, I think, not only an asset for them, but also an asset for the country. Uh, and it is something that I'm also convinced we can use much more in our nation branding, uh, in the way we uh, present ourselves, in the way we project ourselves to the world to say, okay, we're not only a financial center, which we are known for, we are also uh, a place with great culture, with great food, uh, and with great uh, with a great economy, with great businesses uh, going in, in a variety of fields from industry to um, crafts and, and to to. Uh, to producing other things. So I think that's that's a, a challenge we have to put put that to use for our nation branding, but I'm, I'm sure it's also a great opportunity. It's a very strong or powerful message uh, when the right companies are selling or promoting their products. And then obviously, as you mentioned, the nation branding. Um, sometimes there is a misconception, uh, especially in Luxembourg, when we talk about space, cybersecurity, all these new pillars that people sometimes feel these pillars are replacing older pillars. But I think the powerful message is that these new pillars are not replacing the old, but they are just strengthening the offering that Luxembourg has as a, as a nation. Yeah, very much so. And, and all these um, old pillars are also evolving and are, are increasingly used and, and in, in, in the new pillars. Now, when you talk about um, space or when you talk about automotive industry, they all use steel and aluminium and, and, and glass, which is produced here in, here in Luxembourg. We have, um, we have industries, the steel industry is one of them, ArcelorMittal, but also Guardian Glass, who produce really very sophisticated stuff. ArcelorMittal in, Dif- in Difadange, for instance, produce the biggest beams uh, in the world, which are used in, in skyscrapers throughout the world. Uh, Guardian uh, produces uh, some of the most sophisticated 
glass uh, that is used in, in construction. Uh, and there are many other examples of, of this type. Be medical, you mentioned them, are producing uh, the best uh, refrigeration devices for, for vaccines uh, in the world. I think uh, this, the one does not uh, exclude the other, but I, uh, they are very much complementary. Briefly coming back then to you know the environmental topic and and especially around the environmental concern that have been at the forefront of of the political agenda for some time now you know as we all know sadly enough Luxembourg is known for having a a high carbon footprint uh, can you tell us about the economic uh, initiatives that will reduce it in the long run such as you know tackling fuel uh, tourism and the impact on uh, tax collection. It is true that we have a very high uh, carbon footprint, which is which has to do also with with this f- uh, fuel uh, tourism. Fuel tourism is not something which is uh, which is long term sustainable. We already see that uh, fuel sales are going down, also uh, under the influence of the carbon tax that we just uh, that we introduced uh, last year, uh, which is having an, an effect. On this um, uh, on, on this niche, but it, but as with all niches, they never last forever, and the same goes with with the fuel tourism, um, and I think everybody knows that it's right now uh, still quite a quite an important um, source of, of of income for taxation. We have about one million billion euros tax revenues on fuel t- tourism uh, per year, so that's considerable. Uh, but we know it's going to go away, pretty much like the. Uh, like the, uh, the the VAT on, on on e-commerce, that was also a very temporary thing. So we need to think about, and, and we are doing that, we need to think about how we can replace that or, or transit into something more virtuous. And we are seeing that uh, our location on the map, on the European map also makes us an interesting place to refuel uh, e-cars, to refuel uh, in, in other, with other fuels such as, yes, electricity, tomorrow hydrogen, uh, e-fuels, meaning green fuels, um, and, and so that, that, that is a, a potential or a possibility that we have. But it's clear that we, uh, we are going to transit out of this, uh, this, e- this, this fuel uh, tourism, and uh, we are going that, to do that, and we have to do that also in the context, of course, of our 2030 climate target plan uh, to go down by 55% on greenhouse gas emissions compared to 1999. Uh, out of curiosity, by when do you think we're going to see driverless cars in uh, in Luxembourg and 100% EV cars? That's very difficult to predict. I think EV cars, uh, by the way, I think are are no, have no emissions. Of course, right now they are not the the environmental uh, wonder that that some people like to to paint them as. They also have an, an impact. Uh, they have a carbon impact, uh, as we all know. I think we are, the, the transition is, is going really fast, and I think the, the uh, moving away from, from uh, combustion uh, engines to uh, electric vehicles, uh, but also to soft mobility is, is something that is, that is underway. As you know, we are also one of the pillar, pillars of a strategy in, in, uh, in mobility is to build out our public transportation uh, infrastructure. We are a country that has been has gained a lot of attention because we uh, we made our public transportation entirely free within the country. So we are really trying to get people to use trains, to use uh, buses, and we are making all that 
more attractive we have we now have a tram in Luxembourg city uh, which is which is being used uh, uh, quite a lot so I, I think the uh, the revolution also in the uh, in the in, in the mobility is uh, is underway on self-driving cars we all know that the technology is there but we still don't have uh, the um, connectivity that we need for that in particular 5g and and there are also some some legal issues that still you know break this uh, or slow down the introduction of, uh, of of self-driving cars. But there are also, I think this is something that is going to come, I think, sooner rather than later. And we are, uh, we are preparing for this through different initiatives. We have, for instance, we have a test bed that we are uh, putting in place together with uh, the, the German neighboring uh, land of the Saar, where we want to have a, a cross-border test bed for self-driving cars to prepare this, uh, this, this new evolution uh, in, in mobility. I think you just uh, you just mentioned a, a minute ago about the free transport, uh, and that's been something, very positive news uh, around Europe. And for someone that lives in London who pays 18 euros a day on transport, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's something to be uh, very jealous about. Uh, another topic actually falling into this environment topic is green energy and electric buses that are uh, also operating in, in Luxembourg. I think that's something that a lot of countries are jealous about where Luxembourg is a step ahead of, of everyone else. And, and obviously having that flexibility as, as a country and sometimes also taking those risks no, no, absolutely, and I think it's um, you know, as a small country, uh, you need to be uh, you need to be agile, and you need to reinvent yourself uh, uh, constantly uh, to to stay ahead of the curve, and that's that's what we are that's what we are doing. That was the uh, the driver behind uh, the space economy. That's the driver behind the, the, the digital economy and all the things we are we are doing there. And the same goes for this for the uh, uh, for what you just mentioned in in mobility. Uh, the uh, e-buses, the electric electrical buses in Luxembourg City, which were funded by uh, the Ministry, Ministry of Economy, were actually a pilot project together with Volvo, who used Luxembourg as a testbed to put in place their uh, these electric buses. And that's one another example where you can, you know, as as a small country with with an agile. Um, political system, you can do things much faster and, and much more, um, yeah, sometimes in a more opportunistic way, but in, in going in this, going in the right direction, because this is the mobility of tomorrow, which is going to be about uh, electricity, which is also increasingly going to be about hydrogen, where we also joined the, uh, the uh, European uh, project of common interest, uh, the IPSE on, on hydrogen. Uh, to to move ahead also with uh, with that because we see that that's that's the future and and that we can be the place where these new technologies are tested. Uh, we are also trying to get our logistics sector to be much greener um, and to uh, you know to try try things with uh, with with new new trucks which are less carbon emitting. Yeah, and, and so I think that's generally that that's a strategic. Uh, advantage i think that we have as a as a small country just before we closing up this um a very insightful uh, conversation i think it will be interesting to know what would you tell individuals that are planning or wanting to move to luxembourg or, or even companies that want to set up business in luxembourg uh, what would be your message uh, to them 
Luxembourg is a is a great place to live. It's in the heart of Europe. It's um, it's green. It's nice. It's friendly. Uh, it, it is very cosmopolitan. We have uh, a lot of nationalities. We have a big English-speaking community, uh, but we have uh, we, we we have so it's a very multicultural place, uh, which which is I think really exciting. O- often it is so that people come here reluctantly because they are sent here by employer, but they never want to leave again. Um, and we, I've seen this so many times. So uh, really, uh, the invitation is come to Luxembourg, uh, spend a weekend here. Uh, you know, make yourself an idea of the place. And then you'll see that you like it here. Uh, for, for businesses, I think it's also quite an, an easy sales pitch because it's um, uh, this is a place which is open for business. We are happy to you know consider new projects. We are also when we believe in a new project, we are do, doing everything to help the uh, the investor and promoter to to get all the help they can here in Luxembourg to set up their 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 business. It's also um, a very stable place to do business, uh, politically stable, and it's really very decidedly moving in, into this direction of building uh, this new, uh, more sustainable, more environmentally friendly, but also more digital economy of tomorrow. So I think everyone who wants to be a part of that is, is more than welcome uh, here in Luxembourg. Luxembourg is a place where you can succeed if you have the the right mindset and of course you know as a, as a business the willingness to to attract the right candidates and you know it, it's a door that is open to a European market in the heart of Europe. In the last five years, we have seen a very, very positive opening in in Luxembourg. It's similar to other big major capitals in Europe, while it's still a little bit smaller, but it it has the, from a business sense, it has exactly the same attractiveness than than other countries or other other, uh, capital cities. Absolutely, and thank you for completing uh, my sales pitch. It's, uh, uh, you're, that's exactly right. Uh, and I think what's important is to say that it's a place that has changed a lot uh, over the last 12 years. Uh, it keeps changing. It's becoming much more uh, you know, open. Uh, it has a great cultural offer. Uh, we have really great museums. We have nice concert halls. We have, you, are, you are in Paris in two hours. You're in London in one hour taking the plane. So this is really um, a, a great place to live and to and to thrive and um, I think that's 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 uh, exactly right and I think nowadays it's not no longer the case that I think even the nightlife is quite exciting here in Luxembourg we have very good restaurants we have great bars uh, so it's it's not it's very far from the sometimes a little bit dull image that we maybe used to have in the past well uh, mr minister thank you very much for for taking the time and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again in in the near future and to see how luxembourg is progressing uh, with all these exciting uh, projects thank you very much thank you for having me thanks for listening to the luxembourg podcast please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on itunes also please don't forget to visit our website luxembourg.com and see you next time yeah.